The following message is brought to you by New Song Church and Pastor Joshua Blunt in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. For more information on New Song, visit us online at newsongpeople.com. I love 1045 service. This is the most packed, full of energy service all Sunday morning. I love being here. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, as Pastor Dave was saying, my name is Josh Romano. I'm one of the pastors here at New Song, and I am so honored to be able to bring God's word to you this morning. Uh, I want to welcome those of you that this is your first time. I also want to say welcome to those of you that are joining us live on Facebook and on our YouTube channel. Isn't that pretty cool that we get to broadcast to people that aren't able to be here? Love that. And so real quick before I jump in, I just want to honor our pastors. I know Pastor Josh isn't in here right now, so I'm going to honor you, Pastor Sarah. But I am so grateful for you and Pastor Josh. It is, I'm telling you, I think I speak for the whole church uh, when I say that we are so grateful that God called you guys to Oklahoma City and even more grateful that you guys were obedient and came to this church. I am, you guys have no idea what they've sacrificed uh, to, to do what God has called them to do. And I am so grateful for what you guys are going to be stepping into in the next couple of weeks and things. So thank you so much. We love you guys. Let's honor our pastors. Yeah. Give it up for them. Well, before we jump in, I, I want to just share a couple things. One of the great things that I have the honor of doing here is one of the pastors on staff is I get to oversee several ministries. And two of the ones that I get to oversee are our outreach and our missions ministry. And so I want to just kind of keep you guys up to date with what's been going on. Uh, guys, if you would throw those, or that picture up there. So this is a playground that's in Moldova, and we support the Woodall Foundation. Daniel and Becky Woodall, who, who serve up here on stage, you see them oftentimes on Sunday mornings in worship, very involved in the church. But they have a ministry where they go and they share, they share the gospel to the deaf community, to those that are the hearing impaired. And it's great. They've been going to Moldova for almost a decade now. And then they also have had some things open up in Costa Rica. And so the cool thing about that playground is we built that playground, New Song. You're, you're giving and tithing. Yeah, give it up. That's a big deal. Come on. Like, we were able to do that, make an impact on them. And so we love what's going on there. Also, Josh and Coley Hansen, who oversee our missions department, um, they went to Myanmar, Thailand back in November, and there's going to be an opportunity for us to partner with Empower International. You guys will be seeing some of those things as far as an interest meeting that we'll have. So if you're interested in serving and going on a missions trip, they're going to have some opportunities to do that. Be looking for that, and it's going to be great. And then you guys also saw, I think it was four weeks ago, we showed a video where our giving gave children in Pakistan clothes and uh, uniforms for school and school supplies because... They can't go to a normal school because they're Christian, and so we're able to support those 300 kids there in Pakistan, so great with what's going on there. And then I also want to highlight a new ministry that we're working on coming up with, and that's prison ministry. Now, that is, we look at that as a mission field, and it's great. My dad's been involved in prison ministry for about two years now, and it's amazing what God is doing. And the great thing about prison ministry is it takes these gentlemen and these, these men and women who really have lost hope, and it gives them hope. Because think about this, if they're there, they're going to be there for a while, for whatever reason, but it gives them the hope that, guess what, they're not forgotten, and they're not too far God. God still loves them. And so it's amazing to see what's going on. So be looking out for those things. And then also, if you all would, swing by our outreach table, Jeremy Duga, who oversees our outreach team. We partner with Sunbeam Foster Care. 
Now, Sunbeam Foster Care is an organization that works directly with grandparents who are fostering their grandkids. Now, I want you to think about that. Grandparents who, who they've, they've lived a, a good life and now they're bringing their grandkids in and they're having to be mom and dad. Well, they don't have the typical um, benefits that the state gives other foster families because of their kinship. And so we have an opportunity to serve them. So here's some things that we can do. You can buy shoes and some uniforms. Grab this. We have three kids, so we grab three. These are the three that we're going to be purchasing. Bring those next week, and that way we can get those in their hands. And then, uh, so again, I just want to encourage you, if you've got the funds and the resources to do that, swing by and visit them on your way out. All right, well, let's get into God's word. Uh, I tell you what, I want you to open up to 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, and then you can kind of park out in Proverbs 10 and 11. We're continuing our series, Lost Art. How many of you guys have been here for the first couple weeks of this series? It has been so good. I want to encourage you, if you're new here, or maybe if you've missed it for whatever reason, to go back and listen. Or week one, Pastor Josh talked about endurance. And then last week, he gave a great message that was challenging, but it was on honor. So I really want to encourage you to go back, listen to those, and then next week, he's going to close out the series. But this, this morning, we're going to talk about something that I think is incredibly important. I actually think that for, for us and really in society that we look at, this may be one of those things that has the highest currency value in the world that we live in today, and that's integrity. So we're going to look at the subject of integrity. And what we've been doing is we've been looking at things, and the reason why we call it lost art forms is because these things have kind of been watered down. How many of you guys know integrity has been watered down? Yep. I mean, you don't have to look very far. Unfortunately, most of our leaders lack integrity. I mean, here's the other thing that I was thinking about this week. You know, we almost, culturally, we look for people to fail in integrity so that we can highlight it. Like, it's just become this thing that, 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 is, that is lacking in the world that we live in, and the bar for integrity has, has been so lowered. And so what I want to talk about this morning is what it means to have biblical integrity and ways that we can maintain that, okay? So turn to your neighbor, say, integrity is good. Turn to your other neighbor and say, integrity is important. So let's look at this. Integrity is the quality of being honest and having a strong moral principle, moral uprightness. It's a personal choice to hold oneself to consistent standards. Key word there is consistent. One of the things that we tell our, uh, our staff, and if you're a volunteer here, uh, last month we did integrity is the volunteer value. But really integrity is this. It's bringing the same version of yourself everywhere you go. <laughs> you're, not a, you're not a different person. There's some consistency there. Integrity, let me say this, is not perfect. If integrity meant you had to be perfect, then none of us would have integrity. Integrity doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes, because we all make mistakes, right? But integrity is having that moral consistency and those values that we, we continue to bring uh, everywhere that we go. And I, I think this, I think one of the big reasons why we struggle with integrity is because the world that we live in today is such an image-based world, right? I mean, think, we are so focused on image building. Like, rather than building our character, let me, let me just ask you this. I think this is a really good question to ask yourself to gauge where you're at on your character. Throughout the week, how much do you spend more time building your image? Like, as far as the way that you look, the way that people view your social media, or do you spend more time on your character and getting into the word? Like, we're, we're so much more focused on what version the world sees rather than who we really are. Image 
is a lot of times this facade that we put on that, that, that we kind of fit in and we're, we're kind of, we want to be that mold for everybody to see. But character and integrity is who we are when nobody's looking. Integrity is those decisions that we make so that when, it, when the rubber meets the road, that, that, that we're going to fall in line with what God's word says. Look at 1 Samuel 16, 7. It says, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. I think that's exactly what we're talking about here. Man cares about appearance, but God looks at the heart. Matthew 5, 8, Jesus is given the Beatitudes, and he says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. What he's saying there is those who have a pure heart, those who have good motives, not ulterior motives, really that word for pure heart, you could, if you look at what it means, you could really replace that word with integrity. I mean, we, we don't typically go around and saying, hey, you know, my boss has got a really pure heart. Like, we just don't talk like that, right? But we do say things like, we value integrity. And what, what the promise here is saying is that when we walk in integrity, we will see God. We will see God move in our life. We will experience his presence. And integrity is incredibly important. Look at what it says in Proverbs 11.3. It says, the integrity of the upright guides them. But the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. Proverbs 10.9 says, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who takes crooked paths will be found out. I love that verse, because really what it's saying is, is there's a promise attached to integrity. You know what that promise is? We can walk securely. It's not, a, it's not an arrogant or puff my chest out like, hey, look at me. But it is a secure walk that we have. Why? Because we're not, we're not worried about the version of us that people are going to see. Like, we don't have to, and I think we've all been there before where you, you, you're kind of tiptoeing around. You, you maybe live one way over here and one way over here. And you kind of got to be, okay, who's going to see me over here? Like, I'm always looking over my shoulder. No, when we walk in integrity, we have the security of knowing who we are and the values and the principles that we stand on. That's, amen, right? Good. Well, so what I want to do is I want to look at what integrity is. And so if you're taking notes, I want you to write these down. And if you're not taking notes, I want you to write these down. So take notes this morning, okay? But the first thing that integrity is, integrity is wholeness. Wholeness. Now, I can't remember what grade it was in, but somewhere along the lines, we learned that an integer, which is that first part of integrity, is a whole number. All right, some of you guys got it. But yeah, so an integer is a whole number. It's not fractioned out, okay? There's not different segments of the number. It is a whole number. We, we don't live our life in different segments. We're not... Um, Think about this. Think about the word uh, integration, right? It's bringing everything together. It's the opposite of segregation where we're separating everything out. I'll put it to you like this way. How many of you guys in here like pizza? Raise your hand. Pizza? Yeah. Everybody in my family, hands went up. We love pizza. Um, you know, I was thinking about this, and this has nothing to do with the message, but it, it's just kind of an interesting thought. <laughs> pizza is one of those things... That like, if you're going to pick one meal, like pizza, like if you could pick one thing to eat the rest of your life, pizza's a safe bet because I think for most of us, we've had pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? So pizza's one of those things like pizza has integrity, okay? It's good. <laughs> and how many of you guys like hideaway pizza? Hands up. Yeah, hideaway's good. Uh, my wife worked at hideaway when we first started dating. Actually, Casey, our sound guy, he and his wife met 
uh, at Hideaway. So Hideaway is a great place. But also the great thing about Hideaway is they've got good ranch. Like, you guys know that it's important to have good ranch when you go to a pizza place. You know, it's annoying when you get your ranch and you dip your pizza into a bucket of ranch when they bring, well, I guess not a bucket of ranch, but like a ramekin of ranch. <laughs> if you're getting a bucket of ranch, you probably have too much. But anyway, Hideaway's got good ranch. So again, sorry that had nothing to do with the message, but that's just really good info to know. But the reason why I was thinking about Hideaway is because they have this pizza called the Hideaway Special. So the Hideaway Special is every slice of pizza is different. You've got a cheese slice, a pepperoni slice, maybe a, a slice with olives or a slice with Canadian bacon and pineapple if people still eat that kind of pizza. So every slice is different. What do you think about your life? Is your life segmented out into different slices? Like, do you have your work life over here? And then over here, I've got my church life. And then over here, I've got my home life. I've got my social life here my life at the gym. Now, don't get me wrong, we, we all have to wear different hats in each one of those things, but are you the same person in each one of those areas? Like, think about it this way. I was thinking about it. If your coworkers were to describe you to your spouse, would she recognize you or would he recognize you? It's a great question to ask. If if your yoga instructor or the people in your yoga class were to describe you to your his group, would they, would they believe the woman that they're describing? Like, who are we? Who, are we the same person everywhere? It's important that we value that, that wholeness. Number two, if you're taking notes, is integrity is authentic. It's authentic. How many of you guys like fake friends or fake people? No hands up. Shocker, huh? We want to be authentic. We value authenticity. I'll give another food example because food is what I know. <laughs> but, but think about when someone describes food, right? Like they say, hey, you really got to try this restaurant out. They've got really good authentic Mexican food or really good authentic Italian food. What are they saying? They're saying this is as close to the original as I have been able to find how close to you are you, or how close are you to the original person or who you're supposed to be? It's a great question to ask. So authentic, integrity is authentic. And then number three, integrity is unmixed motivation. We don't have mixed motivation. What that means is we're not manipulative. We're not trying to bend things. You know, a great way to put this is, are you true to your word even when it's going to hurt. Like, are, do you, are you that person? Or do you try to bend and maneuver things because it might bring a little bit of discomfort? Or you're trying to figure out a way to, you know, I'd say this in a business world. Are you, are you pure in your motivation? Back on what I said in Matthew 5, 8, are you pure in heart? Is your motivation pure for the things that you're doing? So again, if you're taking notes, integrity is wholeness, authenticity, and unmixed motivation. So how do we have integrity? Um, I think there's three things that we can do to have integrity. And uh, I, I was listening to a message that Pastor Dennis Rouse uh, taught on integrity for their staff and how they were able to, to get integrity when they, when they planted their church. Pastor Dennis is an elder at our church. He spoke a couple weeks ago. Many of you guys know who he is. But I pulled out three of those things that I really believe fit really well to what it is that we're talking about this morning. And I'll say this. 
you're going to hear some of this stuff, and I, I think you're going to kind of nudge your neighbor and go, wow, this is real basic. <laughs> I'm glad I came to church for this deep revelation. Well, listen, I think we struggle with integrity. And what do we do when we, we struggle with something? We get back to the fundamentals, right? And I would ask you this. If that's your thought process, how are you doing with that basic fundamental? If it's so easy, and if it's so basic, why do we still struggle with it? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to get back to the basics a little bit, okay? Turn to your neighbor and say, back to the basics. All right, so if you're taking notes, the first thing that we can do to have integrity is to have an up-to-date personal walk with God. This is good, right? And again, I know that this isn't like some big news for you guys. I came to church to find out I need to have an up-to-date walk with God. But let me ask you this. What's God been saying to you lately? I'm at this, that's, don't answer it, but really, what's God been saying to you lately? If you're sitting there and you're drawing a blank, there's a good chance that your relationship with God is not up-to-date. Look at what it says here in Matthew 4.12, or I'm sorry, Hebrews 4.12. It says, for the word of God is living and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the vision of the soul and the spirit and joints and marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Guess what God's word will do? God's word is going to challenge you. God's word is going to, it doesn't matter what it is that you're facing, what decision you're coming up against, what battle. Guess what? This word the living, inherent word of God has the answers for you. And if we're going to be integrity, if we're going to be an integral people, if we're going to have integrity and be able to stand firm on what's God's, what God's word says, guess what? we got to have an up-to-date walk with him. And so often we're up-to-date with the president. <laughs> we're up-to-date with what's going on in school. We're up-to-date with the Oklahoma City Thunder and the fact that they're not going to be good anymore. Right? Most of us are up to date with OU. Nobody in here is up to date with OSU because we just don't care. Right? I'm kidding. We give our OSU fans too much of a heart. We love you guys. We just don't care about your team. So, but most of us are up to date with those things. But we're not up to date with what God's word says. And so guess what? When we come into decisions or road or crossroads where we have to make a decision for integrity or not, we, we don't know what direction to go. We don't have the faith to stand firm in what God's word says about that. Look at what it says here in Romans 12 too. I love this. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Listen, God's word's gonna challenge you. God's word is the only thing that we can put in front of us that's really gonna test our integrity. Amen. All the other stuff, the books, that are written by really, that's all really good stuff, but nothing's gonna challenge us like the word of God, right. right? And I think the reason why it's so hard is the enemy knows that, and so he's gonna put everything in front of us so that we don't get that. Listen, when you wake up in the morning, if the first thing you put in front of your face is your phone, social media is gonna make sure that you don't have time to get to this. Sports, ESPN, emails, they're gonna make sure that they have that you don't get around to doing this because the end, listen, I don't even think he has to try that hard anymore. We've got so many distractions. Just a little bit here and a little bit there and before you know it, I haven't gotten into God's word today. So if you wanna have integrity, super basic, super fundamental, 
one of the best things that we can do and the most important thing we can do is to get into God's word. Number two, if you're taking notes, is we're to be accountable to someone in authority over our life. Now, this is different than what Pastor Josh talked about last week when it came to honoring authority, which we are to honor the authority that's put over us. But my question to you this morning is, what authority have you invited into your life? Like, there's authority that we fall under when it comes to our politicians and our bosses and those things. But who have you put as a person of authority into your life that you're accountable to? Because you have to invite it in. It's not something that just happens automatically. I don't know about you guys, but I don't have people running up to me and going, hey, I, let me, I want you to be accountable to me. Like, that just, that's not happening. We have to invite it in. Look at what it says in, in Hebrews 13, 17. It says, obey those who rule over you and be submissive. Circle that word submissive. For they watch out for your sins as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not grief, for that would be unprofitable to you. So who are you accountable to? I'll say this. If you're married in this room, the first person you should be accountable to is your spouse. 100% accountable to your spouse. 100% transparency. Um, I was thinking about this this week when, when my wife Kristen and I first got married. I, I kind of bought into this lie that I think is easy for men to buy into. And that is, my wife's not going to really understand some of the things that I struggle with because she's a woman, you know, she doesn't understand what it's like to be a man and vice versa. We get that. I mean, but I'll, there's, there's this area of my life that if I'm struggling with it, I'll hold myself accountable to this group of guys over here because they get it, but I just won't share that with her. Well, listen, it's important for you to be held accountable to other men in your life, men and women to be held accountable to women. But nobody cares about the integrity of my marriage more than Kristen. So I have to be complete. And as tough as that might be, as <laughs> tough as those initial conversations might be, guess what? There's so much freedom and accountability that I have with her. Students, who you have to be accountable to? Mom and dad. Listen, those, that's the authority that you are called to be accountable to. They care about you. They're not making decisions because they, they want you to not have fun or that they're trying to make your life miserable. They put those things in place because they want you to have success. They want to see you succeed in life. You know that word I had you circle, submissive? Being submitted to authority. You know the interesting thing about submission? Is it's not agreement. It's actually not submission until it's disagreement. Think about that. Are you willing to submit to accountability and authority in your life so much so that when there's disagreement, you still follow under that God-given authority? They're tough questions to ask, but they're important. Like, uh, let me ask you this. What do you have on your phones? What type of accountability software do you have on your computers? Listen, we live in a world today where there's just so much stuff that's thrown at us. I don't care if you've struggled with stuff. Like, men, let's just be real. I don't care if you struggle with pornography or not. Put it on your phone. Put it on your computer. Here's one that might freak you guys out a little bit. My wife and I have this, this app on our phone called Life360. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but it literally, she can see where I'm at 100% of the day. Yeah, scary, right? Some people, oh my gosh. <laughs> so she gets notified when I leave the house. She gets notified when I get to the office. She gets notified when I go to hideaway. She gets... 
See, she can even open it up and see how fast I'm driving down the interstate. Yeah, that's fun. It, like the other day, it was funny. Like we just recently got it not long ago. And uh, boy, another food reference here. I got I to gotta check my references on this stuff. So I have the Chick-fil-A app. If you don't have the Chick-fil-A app, you need to get it. Great thing about Chick-fil-A is they're Christians, so they love to give stuff away. So if you get the app, they give, you just give free food. Like, and so I had some, I was blessed with some free food on the Chick-fil-A app. And so I was coming home after I got my, my car washed, and I thought, I'm just going to go grab some Chick-fil-A. Well, it pinged her, notified her, Josh is at Chick-fil-A, and she didn't text me like, hey, pick me something up. But I pulled into the driveway, left the trash in the car, and walked in. She's like, you didn't get me anything? What are you talking? Oh, yeah, you know where I'm at now. Okay. So it's important for us to have those things. Listen, if you're sitting here right now and you're going, I don't want that in my life, you don't want integrity. You don't want integrity. I'm just telling you, as painful as that might sound, if you are pushing those things out and saying, no, I don't need that in my life, then you don't want integrity. I think it's important for you all to know this, that this church, the leaders of this church, we've got accountability and things put in place. Men and women will never counsel each other one-on-one. Ain't going to happen under no circumstances. If we have to travel to a church meeting, I'm not getting in a car with Pastor Sarah and driving to the meeting. We're taking two separate vehicles. It's just, we're not going to put ourselves in a situation. And it's not that we don't trust us, but we don't trust the enemy that's out there trying to get in and divide. And I think the misconception with accountability is, and maybe this is where you sit, is you think, man, if I put all this accountability and authority in my life, it's like I live in a jail cell, right? Let me tell you this. Accountability is one of the most freeing things that you can do to put things in your life. There's so much freedom that comes with accountability. Because I know I'm not going to accidentally get myself into a place where I, I'm, my integrity has been questioned or I'm making decisions that aren't integral. Because I've got accountability checks. I've got to go through so much, right? It's not going to happen. I'm going to have somebody jerk me in and say, uh-uh, come back. And are you willing to be submitted to that authority? So accountability is so important. And lastly, number three, if you're taking notes is if we're going to have integrity, we have to keep our priorities straight. I'm going to camp out and spend a little bit of time here. How are your priorities? You know, I think that when we look at the world that we live in today, like, there's a lot of really, really good people that have just gotten to a bad spot simply because their priorities are out of line. They're not straight. And again, I don't think they mean anything bad by it. I just think somewhere along the lines, we forgot to put the priorities where they need to be. Let me, let me paint a picture for you. So uh, young man and young woman get married. Let's say, you know, hey, Christians, they love God. They've been pursuing God, believing God for a spouse. And, and boom, they have this beautiful wedding. They get married. Everything's going really, really well. They love each other. Priorities are where they need to be. And then the wife gets pregnant Kids are on the way, couple children down the line, husband starts to feel the pressure. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta go out and make sure that I earn an income for my family and I'm staying out late and working and I'm bringing work home because I've gotta work, I've gotta work. And then guess what? Because I'm staying up late working, I'm not getting in the word like I need to in the morning. And because I'm not doing that, 
my marriage is suffering. And get this, man, we have a big responsibility. We gotta love our wives as Christ loved the church, right? We gotta be willing to say, and when that doesn't happen, guess what happens? She begins to divert her affection to the children. Like, women are natural nurturers. And if that affection is not able to be used towards you or your spouse, guess what? It goes to the kids. And so now we live in a society where we have all these over-nurtured kids and under-fathered. It, it's happened. This is, not, this is not some, like, crazy idea. This happens every day. All because the priorities aren't where they need to be. It is so important for our priorities to be in line. And so what's that look like? I'll tell you what that looks like in the Romano house. Number one priority is my relationship with God. Number one priority for my wife, it's her relationship with God. And it's so important that the kids see this too, okay? Like we don't just need to to tell them this. It's very important and critical for them to see this walked out. Number one priority is my relationship with God. Listen, God demands to be number one. He requires to be number one. What's it say in Matthew? Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. It is so important. And if you're married and God's number one, it's really easy. You know what number two is? Number two is your spouse, not your kids. I'm gonna say that again, not your children. Some of us, if we're being honest, we are running all over town because we got kids in soccer, basketball, football, tennis. We're living vicariously through our children because guess what? They're going to be the next Michael Jordan, and no, they're not. And we just say, hey, we're going to sacrifice. We're going to, we're just, it's all about the kids because we want to show our kids that we love them, right? If you want to show your kids that you love them, make sure that they see where your priorities are at. Make sure that they know that mom and dad come before they, they do. Like, it's funny. Actually, yesterday, we were sitting in the living room, and Addison, our oldest, came in, and she was sitting, and I hadn't had an opportunity to talk to Kristen. And she came in and was just, like, you know how kids can be. I'd say, honey, listen, I haven't had any time with your mom. You kids need to go out and play. We'll talk to you here in a little bit. Love you. Listen, I love you, okay? But you're number three. Your mom comes first. And before her, I put the Lord in front of your mom. They have to see it. Listen, if we're going to raise children to be integral kids, if we're going to change what's happening right now with marriage, if we're going to change the statistics that are happening in the church, these things have to take place. Amen? And you know, I think one of the big reasons why we struggle with faith, or I'm sorry, there's the answer, integrity is because I I think it's a lack of faith. Here's what I mean by that. Most of the time when we make decisions that don't fall in line with what God's word says, it's because we don't have faith that God is who he says he is. Most of the time when we decide to, to sacrifice the integrity of our marriage or to sacrifice the integrity of what it means to be a good business person, it's because we don't have the faith to wait on God and that we don't believe that God is gonna come through in the way that God says he is. I actually believe that that's a big reason why we struggle with most things, simply just a lack of faith. And as I close this morning, I, I wanna share a story with you guys that it's, it's become my favorite story to tell. 
Um, you know, I, I haven't always had perfect integrity. Shocker. I'm sure you guys probably feel the same way. Um, but my wife and I, over the course of our almost 11 years that we've been married, we've put things in place. And the reason why I love this story so much is because I believe it perfectly illustrates God's faithfulness and him coming through when you have integrity. You see, I, I don't work in the ministry full time. I actually have a job outside of church. And um, I've been in the construction industry for almost a decade now. And I do sales in the construction industry. And what's crazy is in this industry, and maybe you feel this too, maybe where you're at, is there seems to always be these two restaurants that people want to go to and eat. Now, I'm not going to say the name of the restaurants, but, you know, one has two mountains and it makes you feel like you're walking into a lodge, and then the other one, you know, has an owl for its logo. So you can put things, you guys know what I'm talking about. But anyway, it, it just, it's, it was crazy to me. It was always, hey, let's go here. And I always found myself saying, no, no, let's go somewhere else. And you know how guys can be sometimes. You, you, you face a little bit of persecution, but let's be honest. If that's the only persecution I'm going to face, praise God. I think many of us sometimes we think, man, being a Christian in America is tough. <laughs> Nowhere close to what some people are facing. And I found myself always saying no. And what was great about it was every time that that happened, it was like, okay, fine, we'll go somewhere else. I can think about it about seven years ago, first day on the job. It was a job I really honestly, it was the hand of God that I had this job because I was not qualified for it whatsoever. And I'm meeting with my boss. And he says, hey, we're going to go meet our top client at this restaurant. And I'm like, oh my goodness, day one. Whew. Well, we'll see how this goes. And I, you know, I asked him very politely, hey, can we go somewhere else? And he said, well, no, you know, the customer picked this. And the great thing about having accountability with your spouse is I immediately start texting her, hey, I need you to be praying because, you know, this is turning into an interesting, you know, set of circumstances. And guess what? The Lord moved and we went somewhere else. And it was just time and time again. And it was amazing. I, I, I remember telling Kristen, this is crazy. People just, this is like, is this like some test that just, like, am I, am I supposed to go? And like, I'm kidding. I didn't actually think that. But it just happened so many times to where you're just going, man, this is crazy. And about three years ago, I'm in the job that I currently have now, and I was pretty new to it. And we were really tasked with growing the territory. Um, and I had an opportunity to get some business from this client, big client, like game changer for us game changer for the company, game changer for Kristen and I financially, like this would have been a big win. And so I remember I called him on a Monday and said, hey, let's, let's get ready. You know, we'll assign this deal at the end of the week. And he said, okay, perfect. Let's meet at this restaurant. And I'm going, man, okay, well, this has happened before. So this will probably be pretty easy. I said, well, let's just go somewhere else. You know, I'll buy you a steak dinner. I'll buy you like a real nice lunch. Let's go somewhere nicer. And he said, no, I really want to go there like digging his heels in. I said, well, with all due respect, because we do things out of love, right? We learned that last week. I said, with all due respect, you know, I don't think, I, I don't think we need to go there. And quite honestly, I just don't go to those places, so could we please pick somewhere else? And man, the heels dug in. If you don't meet me there, you have to walk away from the business. And I just thought to myself, like if I'm being honest with you, I thought, okay, 
nothing was attached to the other no's. Like, Lord, I was obedient every other time that there wasn't this big opportunity. And now you're putting it in front of me and this guy is digging his heels in. What is going on? I just said, well, sorry. And I remember I came home and I was frustrated. I looked at my wife and I said, man, like really frustrated. She gave me a hug. And she said, thanks for honoring our marriage. She said, thanks for having integrity. And she looked at me and she said, God's going to take care of it. And I kind of forgot about it. Weeks went by. It was about a month later, four or five weeks later. We're heading to Florida. And we're driving through Louisiana. You guys all, if you've ever driven through Louisiana, know that stretch where there's nothing. We're driving through that nothing stretch. And I get a phone call from an associate of mine, and he says, hey, have you ever heard of this guy? And I'm like, well, yeah. And the segment of business that this guy had was the largest. And he's like, well, he's heard about you. And he's heard about your product, and he wants to meet with you. I thought, well, that's pretty cool. And so I said, hey, I'm headed to vacation. I'll tell you what, we'll we'll exchange some emails and maybe have a conversation, and then we'll meet when we get back. But we talked a couple times while I was out of town, and then when I got back home, met at a Starbucks, 30 minutes, done. Deal was done. Like, easiest, easiest sale I've ever had in my life. Like, it, it was as if all the work had been done before. And it was twice as much business that I walked away from. And I remember, yeah, praise God. I remember I came home, still not putting two and two together, because, you know, us men, we need some help sometimes. I told Kristen, I said, man, this is great. And she said, I told you God would take care of it. Listen, I get it. I get the friction that you face. I understand it. We live in a world that, that man, it's, integrity is called into question. Decisions are not easy. I'll say this, in a lot of ways, if you're not willing to face opposition for the God that you serve, you're not ready to be used by the God that you serve. And listen to me. People are going to call this into question almost on a daily basis. You're going to have to make decisions that sometimes don't make sense, and I understand that. But I tell you what I understand greater than that is I understand my God's faithfulness. And God wants, he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Listen, when we choose to live a life of integrity, when we choose to have wholeness, when we choose to be authentic, when we choose to not have a a faulted mind, when we choose to be uh, who God's called us to be, when we get into the word, when we have accountability, when our priorities are straight, God can use us, and he wants to use us. And there's a generation crying out for people that have integrity to follow. I believe so much so that the generation that we're seeing where there's numbers of kids that are coming up and youth that are coming up that want nothing to do with the church, it's because somewhere along the lines, people talk the talk, but they failed to walk the walk. Let's walk the walk. Let's not just talk the talk. Church, it's so important that we have integrity. Let's not make it a lost art here in Oklahoma City. Let's make it something that people look at and they can duplicate it. They crave it. They want it, that we can pass along to our kids. If you would, everybody bow your heads, please, this morning.
What's the Holy Spirit saying to you this morning? I believe that in a message like this, there's some very practical things that, that he's speaking to you right now. I don't know what segment of your life you feel like maybe needs to have some integrity or maybe with some areas where you're lacking in integrity. But I know that God wants to give you that. I believe this morning that there are some of you in here right now and you're saying, man, I need accountability in my life. I need someone to hold me accountable. I need to be able to have the tough conversations that are ahead of me so that I can have that transparency with my spouse or my parents. I need to get back into the word of God. If that's you this morning and you would say, you know what, I want you to pray for me over this area. If you would, lift your hand up. Yeah, hands up all over the room. Praise you, Father. Lord, I thank you so much. Lord, right now I just pray over those who, who have recognized this morning that there's an area of their life that they need integrity in. Lord, I pray for, for people to come in. Lord, I pray that we can be those who hold others accountable. I pray that we're the example. Lord, I pray for the integrity of every marriage in this room right now, Father, that it would stand strong and stand firm, that the marriages of New Song Church would be a restraining force in the world that we live in today. Lord, that they would be integrity. I pray for the students in here who face things in their school and face the temptation to challenge their integrity in certain things. Father, I pray that you give them integrity to stand on, that you lead them to the verses in your word that they can stand on and they can stand strong. Thank you, Father. With every head bowed and every eye still closed, there may be some of you in here this morning and the very real truth is you're far from God. Whether you've ever had a relationship with him before or maybe you've never had a relationship with him before. And right now you kind of feel the Holy Spirit just tugging on you and saying, man, listen, he knocks and he waits for you to open up the door. But you've got to make the decision. And man, what a great opportunity. What a great morning to do so. And so if that's you this morning, if you've never surrendered your life to the Lordship of Jesus, or maybe you've found yourself where you've walked away from that, I want to give you the opportunity to either commit or recommit your life to Christ this morning. And so I'm going to say a prayer, and we're going to repeat it as a church because we all stand in faith and believe with you this morning. And so if you could just repeat after me. Father God, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you that he came and died for me. Lord, thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers my sin. Lord, I commit to give you my life, my everything. I make Jesus my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Thanks for listening to this week's message from New Song Church. If you have a prayer need or would like more information about New Song, you can email info at newsongpeople.com. If you would like to partner with New Song through giving, go to www.newsongpeople.com forward slash give. And if you want to stay connected to New Song, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for New Song People.